0: in exchange for a dowry of money or animals. The decision is completely up to my parents. I have no say in the matter. It is a result of long-held cultural traditions. Your body is a dignity as a woman. I have no choice. He beat you. Yes, he beat me. I have no choice. He said... Yeah, you don't have mother, you don't have father. I can kill you and throw you away. Nobody will ask. Young girls are not getting an education. It is not about who I may like. It is only what my parents think is best. Hello and welcome to Critical with Capital, produced by Capital FM Kenya, your best mix of music. I'm your producer and host, Christopher Lule. Critical with Capital is a podcast dedicated to discuss socioeconomic, political, and psychological issues which may be addressing African young adults. Dowry, beloved custom or avenue for human trafficking and prostitution? Dowry is a transfer of parental property, gifts or money at the marriage of the parent's daughter. Of course, us as Africans, we have all heard the practice of some sort of dowry throughout our communities, tribes and families, right? In fact, I think that I can confidently say that we have all had first-hand experience with dowry within our families. In today's traditions and the liberalization of African citizens' views and practices, I think that we have to say that today, the less conservative African citizens and families now do this practice, quote-unquote, for the culture, <laughs> as opposed to the financial practices and benefits. You know, it's, it's a part of us. It's how we celebrate, it's how we show our shows, our pride and our Africanness. However, this is not always the case, especially in really low income earning households, whom is what I'll mainly be focusing on today. Dowry can go to the level of no choice in marriage for the woman and even escalate to the levels of human trafficking. In this episode, I want to understand the practices of dowry, the necessity of it, as well as the social impacts it has towards the views of women in marriage in various economic classes. We also need to talk about the laws established within African countries and how the practice of dowry just sometimes is used as an excuse to just bypass the laws. Due to the normality of the practice, a blind eye is usually passed over the situation, unfortunately. For example, according to RT documentaries in Tanzania, it is against the law to marry underage girls. The punishment for those responsible, basically the husband and the parents of the bride who allowed the wedding to happen, is up to 30 years in prison. So you think that this is good, this is a step in the right direction, this has always been within our society. Nevertheless, there are families who continue to follow the tradition and attempt to marry their daughters off, when they're as young as 12 or 13 years old. So how do you feel about the practice of diary? I will, of course, be speaking as a male in this podcast, obviously. I hope that was clear and you got that in my voice. <laughs> so I want the female audience to understand that I will try my utmost best to not mansplain my way through this podcast and give facts that I will then be supporting with my opinions. It's a subject that I find to be interesting, as well as something pressing that I am very passionate about. Also, part of having men be woke on female issues is to have them showcase their views on the matter and for the women to discuss our views on that matter. Please feel free to educate me on your views on this topic, but please don't just come at me in the comments. Let's get critical, okay? Cool? Fantastic. Let me just preface this as well, that dowry is a practice that various cultures around the world have been practicing for a very long time, way before it was ever recorded in any history books. Besides Africa, continents like Asia, Europe, as well as Northern and Southern America have practiced dowry in some way, shape or form. It's also called bride price in some cultures. For as you see, with more developed nations, the idea of marriage was never to showcase some form of love or choice between two individuals. The idea of marriage was mainly a business exchange between two families. It was to make sure that a certain family status was upheld or wealth, no matter the financial class that the family was in, wealthy, poor, poor whatever. However, as social pressures of class change, the idea of marriage for business is slowly dying off and becoming a bit more taboo. More and more people are actually marrying for the love of another person. Imagine that. However, if we were to be fully honest here, most marriages we see in modern day, to some level, subconsciously, have class in mind. Usually both of you are from the same financial class or culture and similar upbringings in some way shape or form and that's okay no shade to be thrown because humans are used to familiarity now it comes down to the question of financial exchange between parties getting married within modern times today The line has now been blurred on whether marriage is now for the joining of two parties that love each other or whether it is still for a business deal, especially within our African continent. The reason why I bring this topic into light is not just because of our personal views of marriage, but also, as I mentioned before, the extreme cases that are way more prevalent that some people just do not realize within Africa. The concepts of dowry go so far into human trafficking and prostitution through the forms of forced marriage. This usually occurs, as I said before, in extremely lower economic earning areas. Translation, it happens below the poverty line. The issues of female human trafficking in Africa are so large, and these are the reasons. As much as we are striving to have equality for women, we have to open our eyes and just take a step back and look at one of our most practiced customs critically and see if it's holding us back. If it isn't holding us back, what are the ways that we can hold on to our culture but still keep the basic human rights within our land for women? So, just to try and make you cringe even a little more, the most common cases are within children. And according to Reuters.com, the younger the woman, the more desired and the more expensive the trade is going to be. Trades can be made from the young tender ages of 12 and under, which breaks most countries' marriage laws anyway. GirlsNotBrides.org says that Kenya alone has 4% of girls to be married before the age of 15, and an unbelievable 23% of the female population are married before the age of 18. That's nearly a quarter of the female population. The legal age of marriage in Kenya is 18, just in case you're wondering. Not only that... But according to a 2006 UNICEF report, one in three Kenyan children is involved in underage prostitution. Now, the age of marriage is another debate, but we must open our eyes and see that there's definitely a connection between dowry, the age of marriage, and as well as human trafficking. We are currently going through a feminist movement in our lives. And some can say that worldwide that this is the third modern feminist movement. However, all previous movements have always been favoured to higher class women. Specifically, higher class, white, straight women. Again, let me just preface this and just say I am not a woman. I am a man who is trying not to step on anyone's toes here. Thus, I have no say in the strides that women have made, no matter what background that they have. But I can put in my two cents and say that we can become more aware of our current socio-economic issues affecting African women. So now, let's go up an economic class and discuss the issues there. In these classes there's less problems of human trafficking. But now we venture into the topics of the views of women. It's a risky blurred line that I'm going to tread on right now, but if we think about it just plainly, we're putting a price on another human being. We're putting a price on a woman and her hand in marriage. It's as simple as that and it just has to be said. Now that we are the age of a modernized Africa, shouldn't our practices be modernized too? If we're going to reach the levels of economic development that we're aiming for, social views should be changing too. As Richard Quest recently stated in the month of November 2018, he quoted that, Nairobi is always rising never risen and he said that it was due to our social views and that's what's causing us to break just the top bit of the glass ceiling of economic prosperity it's odd because even though western countries have stopped the practice of dowry the concept of the engagement ring is actually fairly new and very similar and was introduced within the west in case you didn't know let me just educate you in some history if you do know this well just enjoy being part of the woke club okay The popularity of the engagement ring happened in the late 1940s and early 1950s. Basically, in the American market, the prices of the diamond was falling dramatically because so many diamonds were found within South Africa. And thus, diamond agencies joined forces in order to create a very, very large campaign to create more sales of diamonds. So they were showing actresses showcasing their husbands, buying them amazing, glamorous rings to showcase their eternal love because of the durability of the diamond. So basically, it was a huge scandal that blew up because all women were expecting to be engaged with a ring. And now worldwide, us men are usually expected to save three months' salary in order to purchase the bride's to be an item to showcase our unbreakable love. So if you really think about it, the engagement ring, in some way, shape or form, is a kind of diary. Something that a man pays for in order to showcase his wealth and his love for a woman. This, of course, is mainly speaking the intention of the first engagement ring. I am aware that today the engagement ring is used for other less popular practices. The difference here, though, it's not a payment to the family. It's a gift to the bride-to-be, which she can accept or decline under her own standards. Is it a perfect trick to show devotion and level the playing field at the beginning of a marriage? No, of course not. But it's a hell lot better than potentially just having human trafficking of girls as young as 12 leading into prostitution. I can't lie, I like the process of an engagement ring. A lot. I guess I've been brainwashed along with the other sheep. But the idea of getting down on one knee and just being so vulnerable to someone or someone showing you that amount of vulnerability, in my opinion, is a grand romantic gesture. Just just my view. So dowry like the slaughtering of a goat at the bride's house to feed all the guests at the it's just a part of our culture do it for the culture however under a microscope we see that just like any other practice or culture it's not perfect and that over time due to new social norms some factors may need to be changed The main issue we have is, of course, the accessibility to the use of using this custom as a tool for human trafficking. If we were to change anything, that would be the place to start. Not necessarily changing the custom, but changing the abuse of the custom. It's tough because limited laws can be put in place on this custom. Knowing when something is a forced marriage is usually quite difficult, and it's usually because the shame a woman can receive from not doing the desires of her family is a large factor and can usually lead to being shunned and thus being very economically unstable, especially at the young tender ages of 12 when it's happening. We have to start a conversation. And as a male, I'm happy to throw in my hat and start this conversation. I may not have tackled all the points. I may not have captured the female experience generally. But we are part of this conversation because at the end of the day, this is a two-way street. It takes two to tango, usually the problems that feminism tackles is not trying to make women onto the same level as men. It's usually educating men and getting them to change the normalisms of life towards women. Again, let me know what you want to listen to and get critical about next week. Let me know your opinions in the comment section. Again, don't just come at me and don't forget to like, share and subscribe to this podcast. Once again, you're listening to Crisco with Capital. I am your host, Christopher Lule, and I hope that you have a good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are.